The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. 1996, The Simpsons' eighth season premieres, which all the quotes from the season are coming from. With the show's 167th episode from this season, The Simpsons took the title of longest-running primetime animated series from the Flintstones. And now, as of 2021, with their 700th episode having aired in March, The Simpsons is now in their 32nd season, and the longest-running scripted primetime program period, animated or not. As with any other long-running creative pursuit, sometimes things don't feel as fresh as they once did. In the aforementioned 167th episode, The Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie Show, it is perhaps because of their newfound record-breaking status that they decided to parody that concept. Sometimes a show will add a baby, Pebbles and Bam Bam from the Flintstones, Little Ricky from I Love Lucy, those twins in Full House. Or as in the plot of this Simpsons episode, a new character is introduced. Who could forget the icons that saved faltering shows such as Cindy from Three's Company, Tori from Saved by the Bell, Leonardo DiCaprio in Growing Pains, Scrappy fucking do, or perhaps the most notorious of all, Cousin Oliver. Moments like these can be ascribed to the phrase coined by Sean Connolly and popularized by his college roommate John Hine, who were inspired by the Happy Days episode titled Hollywood Part 3. You know which one that is. It's the one where Fonzie, and it must be mentioned here at this point that Poochie is a third Fonzarelli, jumped over a shark on water skis. As it has come to be known, jumping the shark is where everything starts to head downhill. The quality can no longer match what has come before. And while many may cite another 8th season episode of The Simpsons as its jump the shark moment, the 23rd episode, Homer's Enemy, it has been hailed by some as one of the series' best episodes. Not me though, that episode's shit. Bands add members all the time, and of course Pearl Jam is no stranger to that, having added drummer Matt Cameron in 1998, the longest tenured drummer out of the four previous to sit on the drum throne. But on Pearl Jam's seventh and final studio album under contract with Sony and Epic Records' Riot Act, another member was added whose contribution to the two songs that provide the emotional core of the album, I Am Mine and Love Boat Captain, cannot be understated. And while there may be some debate among Pearl Jam fans as to if Kenneth Boom Gaspar is a full member of Pearl Jam, having only one song credit and performing on just the Riot Act, Self-Titled, and Lightning Bolt albums, or just a touring member, there should be no one in fan circles calling him Pearl Jam's Frank Grimes. Welcome to Season 7 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through every song in the Pearl Jam catalog. I am your host, Brandon Paloma. Each episode, I go track by track with a guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and b-side to discover why you simply can't find a better band. for Riot Act, released on November 12, 2002, the final record that the band had under contract at Sony slash Epic Records. The album had two official singles uh, released for it, I Am Mine, before the album came out, and then Save You. There were also two promo singles that were released, Love Boat Captain and Bush Leaguer. 
Those singles also contained pretty much the last B-sides, really, that we would see from the band, uh, possibly because, you know, with their record contract and everything like that, they would release singles out into foreign markets and stuff like that. And, of course, you know, we put a couple B-sides on them. Those songs, uh, of course, being Other Side, Undone, and Down, uh, which would find them their way onto Lost Dogs as well. But we haven't really seen any other B-sides uh, coming out from the band, except for probably Get It Back and Can't Deny Me, which Can't Deny Me was purported to be from these sessions, or at least came out before the album, but uh, wasn't, didn't find its way on there, which some speculate as being because of a uh, poor fan reaction. And uh, Get It Back, of course, having found its way onto the good music to avert the collapse of American Democracy Volume 2 Bandcamp compilation, which was sold uh, just for one day. And so you would spend, uh, how much was that? It was like 25, 30 bucks on that. And then, uh, you know, a couple weeks later, Pearl Jam gave it out for free, uh, at least to fan club members, as a sort of possibly bonus fan club single. Uh, I think the band's going to start doing that more since they've uh, put a moratorium on the vinyl 7-inch quote-unquote holiday fan club single. But I could be wrong. It could be just wishful thinking. Uh, I know some people may have thought that I would have gone into the meaning of the phrase Riot Act, a phrase that has come into the lexicon from the Great Britain Riot Act of 1714, which has a longer name that includes uh, the Riot Act of 1714, an act for preventing tumults and riotous assemblies and for the more speedy and effectual punishing the rioters, which uh, was a way of saying uh, any gathering of 12 or more people is pretty much an unlawful assembly. So, hey, we get to kick your ass and uh, I see we're preventing a riot. Sort of like how uh, it's looked like the police are doing uh, nowadays, where you'll have uh, peaceful protests and a gathering of people, and then the police will just start uh, beating people, and then stuff will get violent. So it's kind of, uh, oh, hey, now we have uh, all this gasoline laying around. Let's start throwing matches at it. And then, of course, you know, you'll have uh, things like the Tulsa, Oklahoma, quote-unquote, race riot, which was um, just a bunch of white people killing black people and blowing up buildings, which isn't really a riot so much as a massacre, which is what people will call it. And, uh, you know, the Stonewall, quote-unquote, riots, which, uh, you know, is kind of in the zeitgeist now, I guess, because it's Pride Month right now and uh, of course that happened in june as well which is one of the reasons why june is pride month and i don't know i talk about it i've i talked about it in the end episode in my finale i think and you know talking about it here too because hey it's uh i don't know something that uh i think you should uh call out and uh promote i guess i don't know it's i, I always go back to comic books because I'm a huge nerd and that's what I grew up on and sort of the Spider-Man notion of with great power must also come great responsibility and uh, privilege of course is power and because the way you are perceived has power and so you know if you see somebody who looks important somebody wearing a suit and tie or something like that you know you have your attitudes about that person shaped one way about them. It's like somebody who is tall, you're going to see them as uh, probably having more power than somebody who is uh, shorter than them. 
you know, you're going to listen to somebody who is called doctor or who is, you know, dressed up like a doctor. You're probably going to listen to what they have to say, especially around medical or science stuff compared to somebody who's not dressed that way, I guess. I don't want to get into, you know, stereotypical sort of things like that, but you know, you know what I'm saying. I can't operate on that boy. He's my son. The doctor's a woman. And so even if you don't feel like you have say or power yourself, people are giving it to you if you are in certain social strata or if you are perceived to be specifically one way as opposed to, you know, how you feel inside. And so if you have that power, why not use it to try to uplift and try to help other people out? Say, like a superhero, you're Spider's Man's, Spider's Men, you know, or else you're, if you're not giving it away, then you're holding it for yourself, which can be seen as selfish, you know? You're, you're being Lex Luthor instead, which I'm mixing my uh, comic book metaphors and stuff like that, but I think more people will probably be like, oh yeah, yeah, Lex Luthor, I know who you're talking about, as opposed to if I would have said, oh, you know, Kurt Connors, but even though he intended to try to help the world, but, you know, it kind of backfired on him, which isn't really his fault, which is why Spider-Man really tries to help him, because he's a victim of his circumstances, and it's an accident, so that's why he's not really uh, malicious towards him, uh, for instance, like, say, uh, Green Goblin or Craven the Hunter or something like that. Getting real into the long boxes here, this is for, uh, for my comic dorks out there. My little uh, box in the corner with the asterisk saying, uh, hey, check out issue on Amazing Spider-Man number 314. Excelsior, Stan Lee, something or other. Soapbox Stan. Anyway, that's a real long tangent to sort of uh, tie in possibly the, uh, the, the the name of this album, right? Act, like I said, uh, which, you know, means to severely reprimand somebody. You read them the riot act. This album for me in my, uh, total album standings is towards the bottom. It's almost last. I have it at uh, 3.3 stars, which if 3.3 is, you know, almost dead last, then it's not that bad, I guess. But um, I don't know, that's sort of the impressions that I gave it when I rated my albums uh, years ago, which now I'm uh, revisiting it, and it's uh, it's definitely going to be higher. I don't know where it's going to be in the standing, but I know that the uh, the ranking, the rating, the star ratings that I'm giving it is is definitely going to be higher because you have an you have an album that has Save You and You Are, which are top tier legendary Pearl Jam songs. I mean that that's that's got a that's got to bring up the ranking of this album, right? You know, like it's, you know, it's definitely not going to be in my top three or so, but it's got to be, you know, it's got to be up there. It should be, it's got to be, it needs to be higher than, uh, than Backspacer and most definitely Lightning Bolt, right? And, uh, I apologize if I have offended any of you, uh, Backspacer fans out there, but, uh, you know, we'll get, uh, we'll get into that album, you know, in two years, <laughs> I think. Lost Dogs is after this, so that's uh, that's really long, and then we've got uh, self-titled after that, so I'm pretty sure I'll get there around uh, 2023, 2024. Anyway, uh, I believe this is the last Pearl Jam album that I bought on vinyl from Tower Records before they went out of business, or at least um, when the Tower Records in our city 
shut down, which I don't really have a story about. I don't really remember it that much, you know, just kind of going there and picking it up. I do know that um, around this time, the internet was uh, full-blown, and I believe that they were offering their vinyl albums, Pearl Jam was, on their, uh, at least through their fan club in, in their catalogs and stuff like that that you would get in between newsletters and stuff. Or in sometimes even just in the back of it, there would be the form you could fill out to order them and stuff. Riot Act, of course, is the reaction album, I guess, the the historical sort of look at where the world is at this point in time, uh, following, of course, the September 11th terrorist attacks and also the Ross-Killed tragedy where uh, nine fans at a festival show lost their lives during a Pearl Jam performance, uh, people kind of surging and pushing and, and all that, um, those sort of feelings and the political atmosphere at the time of um, scapegoating and starting wars under false pretenses or, well, starting wars for what people sort of saw as being a good reason or at least it being justified, but then taking the ball and running with it and having it snowball into where we find ourselves, you know, 20 years later with the United States just now sort of getting out of the region, at least out of uh, Afghanistan or Iraq, I don't know. It's all sort of confusing just because it's all ongoing and people say, oh, troops are coming back. Well, not really. Certain troops are, oh, we're just not going to send any more people in. Then stuff's going to flare up and people are going to have to go back. But uh, I really do have some things to say <laughs> about this uh, about this album, about these songs on here that uh, we go into this season. Which, uh, right now, as I'm looking at my sheet, looks like it's going to be at least 17 episodes, cover 17 songs. Uh, of course, open up with uh, Can't Keep, Save You, Love Boat Captain, Crop Duster, Ghost, I Am Mine, Thumbing My Way, You Are, Get Right, Green Disease, Help Help, Bush Leaguer, Half Full, Arc, and All or None. I also have episodes set for uh, fan club tracks, um, Last Soldier and Sleepless Nights. That leaves me with the songs Give Me Some Truth, I Just Want to Have Something to Do, and also Can't Help Falling in Love from the 2000 fan club single, which I'm not able to get those, those three songs. I don't have guests for fully sort of plan on having them this season. So if those sound like uh, stuff you would like to talk about to help me out, hey, you know, send me an email, get in touch on uh, social media, which I have all that stuff in the credits at the end. Uh, and then this, so this season should go until about October or so, uh, and then it's going to be followed up with Lost Dogs. Of course, with uh, with some holiday Christmas-specific songs, that's going to break up Lost Dogs a little bit in December, so... When uh, you sign up for Lost Dog songs, keep that in mind. I'm going to need to get those done before Christmas time so that I can uh, air them in December. Because that'll be fun. I don't know why I didn't uh, ever think of that before <laughs> with other Christmas songs and other in the uh, other two years that I've done this podcast. So hopefully you'll listen to this record on your own and come and listen to these episodes and get a better appreciation for this album, which I definitely have personally. And while it doesn't really feel, I think, too 100% cohesive, 
like say yield does where it's like oh this is like an album album all these songs really fit well together and it just is a really well-made complete document it does have a sort of theme to it which i think binaural was uh was lacking a little bit so make sure you're so make sure you stay tuned that you're subscribed on your podcast provider of choice give me a review on apple podcasts if uh you're so inclined i like to read new reviews on season finales so if i get anything new that people have written i'll uh, read that when the time comes and uh try to keep kindness in your hearts and uh and spread it out into the world because uh this is this is one hell of a a year that we've had and it's not over yet so we'll get there but only if we help each other get to the finish line and not uh, push people out of the way as uh, as George Costanza did when the fire alarm went off and he was pushing kids and clowns out of the way. Uh, there's more references. Man, I am, I'm just a real pop culture <laughs> steeped person. Anyway, here's the season. Here we go. Thanks a lot. Better Brand Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email ListenUpReno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from BetterBandPod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Band Pod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Brandon P and leave me a $3 tip. Or give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank everybody listening, and as always, this is Brandon saying, You like these moccasins? Look in your closet, there's a pair for you. Don't like them? Then neither do I! Get the hell out of here! Ha! Ever see a guy say goodbye to a shoe?